2: Sunday's children are being lied to, as anybody told you. Sunday's children are being lied to, as anybody told you.
0: Welcome to The Marinade with Jason Earl, a free-flowing conversation about the creative process with creative people. This is episode forty seven, and our guest is Kelsey Walden. Kelsey released one of our favorite records of 2019. It's called White Noise, White Lines, and it's a magnificent piece of work. Kelsey and I caught up backstage at the Bob Carr Theater in Orlando, Florida, before her set in support of the legendary John Prine. It was my birthday, which I inexplicably say occurred in 1988. Uh, My family moved to Florida in 1988. I was born in Elizabethtown, Kentucky in 1980. I'm not sure why I said otherwise during my talk with Kelsey, Regardless, Kelsey and I come from a similar place, if not a similar time. And it was a treat to not only talk with one of my favorite artists right now, but also to get back to my roots in a way. You can find all things Kelsey Walden at KelseyWalden.com. Everyone, it is such an honor to present my conversation we all the same with Kelsey things. Walden.
2: not have to be just like you to understand truth. Don't have to be just like you universal truth to understand universal truth to understand
0: universal truth that is that okay, that okay. Yeah. yeah as long as you can hear me i can hear you perfectly cassie thank you this is so fun yeah um I think I connected with this record on a few levels. White noise, white lines. Um, I think it's brilliant, first of all. Oh, so if I could just start you. with that, it's one of my favorites of the year, in any genre, um, by anybody. Um, and each time I listen, I get something new. Uh, I appreciate that. Elizabeth Town, 1988. This guy was born E-town.
2: that's awesome.
0: (laughs) So I think the Kentucky part,
2: yeah,
0: is something I can connect to, right? Like we moved here when I was pretty young, but wow, yeah,
2: um, yeah, no, yeah. I think there's something to that. Not that far from where I grew up. Um,
0: You know, it's my concept of that because I was so little. When I was there my concept of that part of the world and I, I do want to talk about place a little bit, like oh yeah. My my concept of that part of the world is so weird because I would just go back and visit my grandma, right? Mm-hmm. And my grandma worked at the Fruit of the Loom factory in Bowling Green. Oh wow. So we would go there and then occasionally we'd go up to Louisville or something like that. Mm-hmm. But for the Before most part. Special occasion. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you're getting fancy, you go to Louisville. Fancy.
2: <laughs> that was like that was Louisville was I mean, a big city. I mean, to us, I right? We, you know, I mean that was that was a big city.
0: Well, yeah, and yeah. I, you know, it's funny, like my mom talking about it too, um, about those days and everything, and, and I kind of want, I do want to talk about place because clearly this record is a lot about place, right? Yeah. But yes, and before before, I don't want to leave it at that because I think mm-hmm. the thing about yeah, it's it a lot more than that exactly because right, I think the thing that it, that's great about it is that as a, as somebody who spent a lot of time in Kentucky and who was born in Kentucky, I can connect with that part of it, but also the universality of so many of the themes. And I want to get kind of granular on all that, but, Mm -hmm. um, how much does place impact your creative process?
2: It impacts it, um, a lot actually. I just think, um, you know, I obviously live, I live in actually in Ashland City, Tennessee now, which is 35 minutes outside of Nashville. Hmm. Um, And I lived in Nashville for pretty much straight like eight years now, but also I've been on the road and, you know, um, not disconnected, you know, whatsoever with my Kentucky roots. Clearly my whole family is still back home um, and they're a little under three hours from me. So... I don't know. I'm just still very much, I think, connected with that community there, especially mm-hmm. like the Kentucky uh, music scene as well. I feel like that that community, that music scene has been just as kind of, you know, supportive of me as mm. even like, dare I say, the Nashville scene. I mean, to, to kind of answer your question, I kind of went on a rabbit trail there. But I, I'm just saying like, you know, I. Um, I'll always be a Kentuckian. I mean, if people ask me where I'm from, I say Kentucky, mm-hmm. you know? I never say, <laughs> yeah, never yeah. say Nashville. No, I love, love Nashville. Nashville's been very good to me, but, um, but you know, it just inspires me because it is my sense of place. I mean, that's just such a huge, uh, you know, when I when I feel like I forget who I am, I mean, I go back, mm. you know, on Kentucky soil. You know, so that, like, says something huh. to me. And oh. when, I, when I When I, like, need, like, some kind of, like, You know, just this touch of base that's like, you know, like roots. Like that's where, like that's where... And so much of that flourishes to me because I think it's such a colorful region, you know, of the world. And, um, and, uh, you know, I mean, I feel... I feel like very lucky to grow up as a Kentuckian, you know. How
0: yeah. how often does that you uh, the language? I don't want to misquote you here. The language you just said was when you feel like you might be losing yourself that you mm-hmm. come back. How often does that happen?
2: Um. Well, oh, how much do I go back home?
0: No. How often do you feel like, hey, I need that grounding in oh, some I way? Mean,
2: I mean I wouldn't say like quite a bit, but I mean I think it's good to Yeah. To go back often. I think it's good to do soul trips as I call them. Yeah. And I do them quite a bit, you know. Um you know, I mean I don't think you ever necessarily for maybe forget totally who you are, but I just mean, you know, I travel a lot. I mean I make I make I was gone for almost three months at a time, you know, this year. Um you know, and you're in a different city every night. Right. And, uh, you know, it's like maybe I don't see, like, my family for that long. You know, obviously, you know, I talk to him maybe every other day. But, you know, sometimes days will go by on the road. And I'll just be like, well, wow, I haven't talked to my mom in, like, a week. You know, like, right. and it's just because, like, we are so busy. And um, but I'm so close with my family, you know. So I just think that, you know, it's just important for me to go back home and, Yeah, spend time with my granny and just, you know, be around those people too. I mean, that's my, that's my DNA, you know, That's uh, that's my, that's my upbringing. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I try to go home as much as possible.
0: Um, does, what, what does your, like, kind of maybe starting a little bit more globally and, and, and narrowing down a little bit, what does your process look like, your writing process?
2: Well, I think, and I know everybody says this, but it's very true for me as well. Um, my writing process is kind of everywhere. I mean, honestly, I, I, I would have,
0: challenge you. I don't think everybody says that.
2: Oh, well, most people I know kind of. Interesting. Say, well, not say, maybe doesn't say everywhere, but definitely says like they come in different ways. Okay. Songs come in different ways, huh. I think. Um, uh-huh. I don't like. you know like when we've been pushing this record and i've been on the road that's honestly kind of been really hard for me to Mm, write mm -hmm. um but you know sometimes i might be gone for three months you know doing that because that takes up a whole completely different energy you know for me you Mm. know i feel like touring does Mm, um mm -hmm. and some people are able write on able to ride on the road and I'm really not. I'm able to, like, kind of, like, gather ideas and inspiration, but I'm yeah. not, I don't know if I'm, you know, but I do think you just have to kind of be open um, to the ideas. Um, I might come home, though, and just one day sit down, finally at my desk, and write, you know, four songs. Might just really?
0: Be of me, just you know? that you get up in the morning well, you, and well, you start beca- writing?
2: Well, just because it's, like, well I mean but that usually happens like when I'm at home maybe for a couple weeks at a time you know I mean like I feel like I have to have that time to kind of yeah like you know because I've been busting ass out on the road and I feel like when I get back that's kind of it's like you have to kind of allow yourself to like process everything and like actually have feelings and inspiration you know <laughs> yeah As they yeah. say it's hard to be inspired when you're tired
0: <laughs> yeah um, yeah oh, I like so that. I
2: think yeah I think uh Basically, what my point is, is that I'm, uh, I'm, I've am I'm had so many different processes. Um, this last record, I went up to a, a cabin up at Kentucky Lake, and I just, like, locked myself oh, in I there know that. for a week. Yeah.
0: yeah, I know that place. And, um, I don't know the ca- cabins partic- particularly, but I know Kentucky yeah, Lake. Yeah,
2: yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, it's on Lake Barkley, actually. It was this actual cabin. But, uh, yeah. but I went up there and, um, you know, I wrote a lot of the songs for the new record up there, um, you know, and I didn't know I had them. I just... I just went up there so I could be by myself and like hopefully, right. So sometimes that's very productive for me. Um, you know, every I think every songwriter loves when uh, when they pour out of you. Mm-hmm. And you know, I mean, I mean, a song like Kentucky, nineteen eighty eight. I kind of wrote that in like ten minutes. I mean, it just kind of wow. was like there. Yeah, yeah. And that's magical, but they don't all they don't all happen that way. You know, it might it might take you might have the first two verses and then I might be stewing on it, you know, for like the next yeah. month or two or hell a year. And mm-hmm. then like come back and be like, I got it. You know? Cause sometimes uh-huh. like, I feel like you don't, I don't know. It's like, sometimes you, you may not have like exactly what, what you want to say yet. And then you do. Huh? So oh,
0: you don't have what you want to say yet. It's an interesting thought. Like that, that the 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 idea of the sort of like the seed hasn't germinated but it's starting to kind of thing and then
2: it all starts with the seed yeah i think it's very important too to not have crazy expectations of what those seeds are i think you just gotta gotta if they're planted they can grow into whatever you know they it'll take its course
0: are you good at that at at not putting expectations on them
2: i try not to (laughs)
0: <laughs> that wasn't my question I try, <laughs> I
2: try not to am I good at that um, I try I try not to I think it's very like I said I think it's just very important to to be open to the situation and you know always always thinking I think inspiration's all around you um, sorry no I just think it's all I just think inspiration's all around you and uh, you know I don't know. There's a part of it, though, songwriting. Like, I think I think it does get harder as you get busier. Right. You know what I mean? Like for mm-hmm. me, I, for me personally, I feel like like when I get home from tour, I do kind of have to just sit my ass down and be like, see what comes out today. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. because if I don't, you know, if I don't, just at least put my mind to it. You know, I think right. you at least have to make the, you know, it, it, just because it gets harder. You know, when I me me writing songs 10 years ago is a lot different. Um, I mean mm. it's not different in my process, it's not different in my inspiration. I just think you know me 10 years ago I don't think I had so much kind of like responsibility. Oh, interesting. In life a lot in more,
0: general or career or both? Well,
2: just career. You know, when I wrote yeah. my first record, The goal Line, I feel like I was just, you know, there's no pressure. Yeah, I was just yeah. writing like you know, the I wanted to write the best record. You know, I could, sure, and sure. I, I didn't really, and I don't know. They just kind of flowed out of me. It just there was kind of less, um, yeah. Like I said, responsibilities to take on. So, so now you know, as my career gets busier and and I'm busier, and uh, yeah, I just think it takes a little more, little more discipline.
0: That's interesting. For sure. And have you been able to find that discipline?
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I just kind of have to know, like about those, you know, about those holes in my schedule. And, you know, like this winter, I'm very excited because, um, you know, it's still going to be a busy year, I think, next year. But, um, you know, January, there's like two gigs and then two kind of in-town gigs. So I'm like, okay, I have like – like this will be like – like I at least have like two weeks at a time that I'm home. So I'm like, okay, like like you're going to write. Do you You set yourself a
0: schedule for that? Because I know like one of the things that I struggle with with that is – Like, when I have time off, I tell myself ahead of time, you know, I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy. Oh, I've got two weeks. I'm going to do my creative work during those two weeks. And then I need, like, a day to pay my bills and stuff. Well,
2: you know, (laughs) stuff always happens. But like I said, I just think you got to be open, you know, to it happening and, you know, just save some time. Yeah. You know?
0: The the point you made earlier about kind of – Sort of letting go and, and and letting it happen, you know, and how how it becomes a little bit um, more difficult, you know, mm-hmm. as as you get um, as you get busier. Um, that that letting go part. Um, is there any work that maybe you do on yourself to allow you to to get to that place? Is there like a meditative process you have? Is there like a coffee ritual? I don't know, whatever it might be.
2: Sure, I mean. I mean, gosh, even you know our house that we live in now is—we um, live in a little cabin cabin in Ashland City, and you know it's a lot more quiet out there. I like—I mm. love just waking up, having a cup of coffee, you know, sitting on the back porch, and then just being like, okay, now I'm gonna—you know—this whole day I'm gonna—I'm gonna write. Or um, I mean, like I said, when I. Sometimes traveling for me is a good thing. Like that's why I went up to Kentucky Lake and went to another. Well, just happened to be cabin uh, up there. There's a theme here. I don't know. <laughs> it is. I guess that's just what I do. Um, there's
0: probably nothing to explore there, but there's definitely a theme. Yeah,
2: yeah. But um, well, I just mean I cabin
0: songs. That the next record.
2: Well, that that though I think allowed me, you know, that kind of thing because there was no distractions. It allowed yeah, yeah. Me to
0: it was just no. you? You're just, it's just you in that cabin yeah. at Kentucky Lake?
2: I mean, I try to do that. Like, when I when I want to write songs, I try to be...
0: Is your phone gone or are you, like, connected um, to the world?
2: No, I'm connected to the world, kind of. I just try to, like, not... You know, I might delete, like, social apps or something or, mm. and then just put it away for a long time, you know? Yeah. Maybe check it at night. Sure. That kind of thing. Um, but, yeah, I mean... Um, you know, every songwriter loves when they're focused. So, you know, I just try to kind of get my mind right in that way and kind of recenter myself and, you know, write. And sometimes, like I said, they just uh, sometimes they just come out. I mean, everybody, everybody loves when that happens, but sure. they don't always happen that way.
0: Well, know? I think there's something yeah. to be said for both, right? Like once you get oh, through absolutely. the struggle of one mm-hmm. you've been marinating on yeah. for a while... Mm-hmm. I didn't intentionally throw that marinade yes, in there, yeah. but <laughs> it's true though. But there's something kind of that feels kind of good mm-hmm. about that, right? Is that like you've done the work? Mm-hmm. It's not that it's cheaper when it just flows out of you. That's still no. your creative work, but no, and it's sometimes still
2: coming from somewhere, from some magical somewhere else. Yeah, yeah,
0: some some wherever yeah. that is that this show has been trying to get at for nearly 50 and I episodes. I think
2: it's good not to overanalyze like when they when the songs come to you like that, because I think a lot of people kind of be like, "Well, do I need to like." You know, I do think it's okay to kind of edit. Mm -hmm. I don't think you should completely overthink. I mean, if you know, I don't know, everyone's got their own, I think, standard for themselves. But I just think sometimes, sometimes for me personally, like if I know that's what I've meant to say, then I just leave it. Well, how does that, that's
0: (laughs) that's great. I love that. I mean,
2: because I'm like, nah, I'm like, that's what, Yeah. you know, that does not need to be overthought. Like is it
0: just do you have any like because you wrote all but what one of these songs by yourself right on mm-hmm. on the most recent record yes uh, they're all you there's actually, no yeah. co-writes mm-hmm. um you mm-hmm. co-produce the record right yes. yeah so that's a lot of you are yeah. are you just trusting your instinct on that or do you have other people look at your work or are you just like hey this is what like you said this is what i want to say since no, this is what it's going to be
2: never show anybody wow my songs wow I mean, there's some people I do. I mean, we have, you know, there's a lot of like my peers that I love, like, like my friend Aaron Ray, who's a great artist. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you yeah, yeah. Know her, but I don't know her personally,
0: um, but I love her music.
2: Like Sonora May, I've sent like uh, songs to her. I mean, but I don't like have like um, me and Erin Ray and Caroline Spence and Michaela Ann. We actually have like a group text where we do kind of like send stuff. Cool. But I don't like. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't really. I think it's just case by case. You know, sometimes I might send somebody something, but but I don't know. I never really ask a lot of opinions. Maybe I should.
0: Well, I don't know if you should or not. I mean, you came out with this. You you wrote this brilliant record. Like, don't mess with that formula.
2: (laughs) I mean, sometimes I feel like. I mean, you gotta. You got to trust some people's opinions, but, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, even with this record, you know, I had a lot of people tell me it wasn't finished, and I was like, it's finished. Wow. And I'm happy that I went with my gut, because, yeah. you know, I, mean, I just think that's important. You know, go with your gut. Go with your, go with your, uh. Do trust yourself, you know? Trust. Yeah. Tr- I do think trusting yourself is very important, and I don't think that means you shouldn't be open to, you know critique or especially advice um right you know but but I do think there is a part I think of you as an artist that has to have a little bit of you know trust trust in yourself I mean um I don't, know, I don't know if you should ask so many people. Interesting. So, you know, Waiter, so what are people think.
0: offering you unsolicited advice when you mention the advice? Is that people what's happening? People are always, let me just tell you, <laughs> we,
2: we live in an internet world. Let me tell you about unsolicited advice. Like, I'm <laughs> Twitter,
0: like, Twitter giving you <laughs> notes on your I'm songs? Just,
2: well, I mean, you know, I'm not saying I don't need notes on my songs, but I'm saying that, you know, don't read the comments. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: you know, there's, there's some stuff that I, you know,
0: have you been guilty of that? Of of reading the comments?
2: Um, I don't, I don't read them in the same way that I used to. I mean, now I find stuff really funny if I see like something uh. that's like. And honestly, like, there's been a little more like hate with this record, just a little bit, like on the internet, like from like strangers, like weird, like. Huh. Uh, well, like if we do like sponsored, po- I mean, I don't do any of those posts, but like, you know, if Ovo or something is a sponsored post, there might be like,
0: <laughs> Like what? I don't know if I
2: can say this on, can I say? You can say anything you on want on this. We have well, no, is- as long as it's not. Well, maybe people yeah. would think this was funny because there was a post, like they did something for our Birmingham show. and some like random person on the internet was like you sound like a wild bag of dicks <laughs> <laughs> and I was like well, what this sounds better than a tame bag what I does don't that know mean? I mean but it's just it's just funny it's just it's comical to me sometimes because you're just like okay that all being said oh, my God. I didn't mean to go off on that rabbit trail no but, that's awesome But all that being said because um, I know some of my artists you know, friends that take that very personally. It's like, you know what? they uh, not They don't, they don't know.
0: They don't know. They, they don't said know wild... who you
2: are also. I'm that dude like... said
0: wild bag of dicks. He doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> Although I'm totally stealing that and going to figure out the right context well, for it and I'm going to use I, it. The only
2: reason I say that is because I just think, I kind of think just it's it's just it's just funny because to me like that's what we all said you know my whole team we were like well that means you've made it if people are
0: if people get if random much people shit, yeah. are i
2: mean just think about how like someone like brandon lambert feels or
0: oh my just god just think
2: about all the like so anyway like,
0: like love life in the yeah in the papers and stuff like i can't imagine yeah, that it's just level. like
2: you don't even know me yeah
0: i can't but anyway
2: imagine. <laughs> That being said, <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that, but um, well, we were just
0: talking about like uh, the the reception of the record, and you mentioned uh, you know you mentioned comments, and I was just asking like,
2: well, the reception of the record has been, you know, what matters to me most is that that listeners have been truly, you know, despite despite if it makes lists or despite if it makes right. whatever, like I think like the reaction that. Like that means more to me. Like that, listeners have actually like, like it's, like it's set with them. You yeah, know? That yeah. means that means like more to more to me. I think that's awesome. Yeah, so. I mean, the
0: record hits so hard. I mean, it connects so hard, and it's wow. just, and I love. I, I was re-listening to it. Um, today, I mean, I've listened to it over and over again. Like I got, I yeah, really, awesome. s- seriously, that makes it you feel is. so
2: good. Thank you. Like, you, I love hearing
0: that. You're welcome. And thank you for putting it out in the world. I mean, there's like the first time I heard Sunday's children, I was like, Oh, wait a minute. Rewind.
2: <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> Take
0: me back. Just good. a second. You talk about a song I can connect to. Wow. I mean, like, that's so awesome. I was look, I was looking at the lyrics today. Tear down the walls. We build uh feel darkness with no shield nothing wrong with growing pains let it teach you everything let it teach you everything just lays me out and then later you say Man, that's awesome. um don't have to be just like you to understand universal truth this shit plays out at thanksgiving for me all the time with my family like these themes and these like you're saying the stuff that i've been trying to say
2: well, for so long that. I appreciate that. You know, I never wanted that song to also come off as like this uh judgmental thing. Either it's honestly more kind of like a stream of consciousness for me. I mean, um you know, it's uh it's just something that was on my heart, you know. I don't like just sit down and think, oh, this song's going to be about this or this is going right. to be about that. I mean, sometimes I do, but with that one, I didn't. That was just more of a linear stream of consciousness um you know and uh you know yeah I mean you you get it I've had a little bit of hate for that song but only I think from people that didn't really understand um I don't know I don't think things are so black and white you know there's a lot of yeah it's a lot of gray areas and uh you know it's not a uh, dissing any kind of you know, religion per se at all. Um, you know, it's just like sometimes, uh, I don't know. I think it's sad sometimes too when we live in a world where certain people feel like they can't be a part of Yeah. Of some belief systems and just because of, you know, hate and, uh, you know, any kind of self-righteous attitude yeah. just really right. takes me off.
0: Anything that excludes people based on immutable characteristics Like, that's my biggest, that's the biggest cause I champion, right? Is the idea that, like, so often when I grew up in the Baptist church, Mm -hmm. I heard messages about people of color, about gay people, about anybody who wasn't basically white and Southern and Protestant for that matter.
2: It happens.
0: So many messages in this huge Baptist church that I went to with all these Mm -hmm. people believing the same thing and on the one hand, they're preaching love and on the other hand, they're telling me that if someone loves somebody that's the same gender as them, that that's that they're going to literally burn in hell was the message that I was getting. And to the the moment that I realized how much bullshit that was, was just so difficult (laughs) like that moment you know
2: like very liberating for you as well i mean i I think uh i really i actually i think faith can be um a really amazing thing for Mm. some people Mm -hmm. um you know i think we all have our gods i think you know i think god is kind of even like being your truest self and i think it really hurt me sometimes growing up to see some of my, like, gay friends um, you know, really be made to feel so wrong mm-hmm. like for who they were and, you know, I think everybody just wants peace. Everybody wants happiness. Everybody wants to be accepted I think at the heart of it, you know. I mean, uh, just everybody, everybody, everybody wants that everybody wants that acceptance you know and uh there's a lot of things you know we don't know and i'm not saying i know anything but (laughs) i'm just uh you know you you get the song and i think if it's made other people mad then that means it's probably doing its job
0: yeah i think that's beautiful art right that's great art if you're (laughs) if you're making somebody mad i think that's wonderful especially if you're making somebody mad like if you listen to that song and it makes you mad then you got some shit you need to deal with i think you know what I mean? Like, I think you got some...
2: Yeah, it's like maybe maybe you feel you've felt seen. I mean, and, and it's made me feel good, too, to have people that actually go to, you know, even, like, very devout Christians be like, I know exactly what you meant. Yeah. And thank you for writing that. You know, like, that's made me feel good, too, because it's like, you know, they see it, too. It's not just about, like... You know, it's about us as humans. So um, it's been really awesome that people have resonated with that as much as they have. Like when people come up to me at the merch table and say, like, thank you for writing that. Like, that makes me feel like <laughs> you're like, oh, okay. So, like, this makes it all worth it. Like it it may, I don't know, so it just again. means more than, I mean, the hate, like someone's opinion. It's like, whatever. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. You know, I mean, well, you just have to, like, keep, I mean, they could, I don't know, I feel like people could dislike you for any reason at all so yeah you might might as well just do you and focus <laughs> right focus on yeah. all the
0: positives i've been thinking about that a lot recently yeah. just how quickly i'll fixate on and I a hope negative it is
2: positive i hope that is a positive song
0: i take it that way
2: good i mean you know what i mean because like yeah i think the world needs needs that um more so than you know i think I mean, forgiveness is a good good theme this year yeah <laughs> Positivity. God, yes. Yeah. That yes. <laughs> so. Forgiveness and positivity <laughs> would be a really good theme
0: for this year, yes. But uh but last yeah. year and the year before. <laughs> you
2: know, I don't know, there's a lot of things that's kind of just you know and not to even really, you know, I don't want to totally dive into politics, but I will say that I think on both sides of the coin of beliefs, I think they're on each side there's extremely judgmental people. Sure. I think you know, people that are more liberal, that are extremely judgmental of like people where I come from. And I don't like that (laughs) That (laughs) whatsoever, you know, that is
0: a theme on this show. Yeah. Yeah. so I mean, there's,
2: so there's, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a balance and, uh, we're all more alike than we are in a, like, honestly, everybody wants the same thing. Well, We're and you and you no be, doubt yeah. see that even
0: more the more you tour, right? And then, oh, especially as these crowds keep expanding, you know, I mean, you're meeting more people, and
2: yeah. And I hope that, I mean, well, I didn't mean to interrupt. I mean, just no, no, meeting it. more people. I mean, I was just gonna say, like, you know, and, and I hope it shines a light on, like, you know, I hope people, like, look at Kentucky with a, like, a new, you know, I hope they, you know, I don't know, maybe, see artists like me and think, like, wow, like. Is actually a pretty cool. Place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I think there's been you know, a resurgence, though. Yeah, yeah. I think everybody's fighting the good fight. And yeah. Trying to, trying to, yeah.
0: That record you No know put out oh, this yeah, so. past year, yeah. just like ridiculously good. Um, yeah, and there's something about that place. Like, I took a trip um, a few years ago. I took a road trip and uh, I was dating someone. They were moving to Connecticut. And mm-hmm. so we were in we were in Florida, and we drove up and road tripped, And I was like, let's let's get let's go through Kentucky. She had some family there, and I was like, I'd like to go kind of get back to my roots a little bit. And we went nice. to Renfro Valley, and we went and just oh, yeah. watched this bluegrass a in a barn. Music haven <laughs> it was right unbelievable. The, the feeling, you know, there is did something. You watch a show there? We did, it's yeah, awesome. yeah, it's awesome, yeah. And it was like one of those. I mean, it was so real, you know. It was like a, oh, in yeah. a church, mm-hmm. and there was like no alcohol being served, and yeah. it was just like two and a half hours of bluegrass and people dancing and that vibe, that feeling just, it felt like, well, no wonder this music's from here. You know, just when you're in that area.
2: It's a, it's special. I'm a little biased, but you know, it's, it's special. Um, You know, Western Kentucky too, I feel like is Mm -hmm. maybe not remembered as a, for some reason, like a, you know, I don't know. I feel people, I mean, the whole state of Kentucky is a hotbed for music. I'm yeah. just saying, as a Western Kentuckian too. Right, uh, right. I mean, we have got. I mean, you know, we got Bill Monroe, Rail Travis, yeah. Yeah. Mean, the Everly Brothers, John yeah. Prine. Yeah. And, you know his well. You know his uh, clearly most of his upbringing. I mean, Kentucky's still very important to him. Yeah. And um. And yeah, you know. Kelsey Walden. Kelsey Walden, yep. <laughs> Chris Knight. <laughs> Chris Knight? He was just here um, recently, and I missed yeah. it. Yeah. So, I mean, all kinds of, uh, you know, my buddy Nathan Blake-Lynn. I mean, even like that, uh, you know, there's just the whole, and the Lexington music scene is awesome. Mm. Like, it is so, it's flourishing right now. It's just like, I don't know, I just feel cool. like Lexington's got a cool thing going
0: on. I got to get back up there. It's been a Lexington while.
2: Lexington and Irvin, and that's, yeah, got a cool thing going on. That's
0: but, awesome. Yeah, for sure um i got I a few more things and i know you got to get moving no, so. I know.
2: And we probably talked about a lot of things you weren't even gonna ask me
0: but it's I, that's my favorite those are the best conversations <laughs> like when
2: so that podcasts are awesome that, right?
0: that yeah podcast. it's the best i mean i'm so lucky i get the best guests and so then i just sort of like try to get out of their way and it, i write all the questions in the world and we just end up talking about you know <laughs> chris knight or whatever i don't know <laughs> like whatever it a wild is bag <laughs> Yeah, yeah, wild bag of dicks. That's so I don't know how that's gonna work in my life, this wild bag of dicks. But I gotta figure out where it fits because it's so I know, ridiculous. It's
2: kind of a compliment, honestly. I, I, I mean, depending on how you look at it. Say it could be fun,
0: right? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe not. Yeah, but.
2: no, for sure. It's just no, I don't know. People are. It's better, I guess. My point in saying all that stuff. <laughs> like it's better to just let it get laugh. Yeah, laugh yeah, and be yeah. Like, you know, because if you know what you got, then it doesn't matter really yeah. what anyone else thinks, you know?
0: Right, right. Does it really? No, it doesn't. It matter. doesn't because, and also, t- but also the other thing about that, right, and to, to maybe further your point, and correct me if you disagree, is that like, I, I you, you make art for art's sake, right? And mm-hmm. if if that art resonates with people, then that's even better. But you're, you're doing the work for you ultimately. I mean, if we're being honest with ourselves, the best stuff I've ever done is because I wanted to do it right. Yep. This show I wanted to do because I wanted to pick the brains of people that I admired Absolutely. and that's awesome. you know, and then it's, and intention, it hits with other people too, you know,
2: intention is a good, is a good thing. You know, I feel like intention, um, you know, and maybe all things in life don't have to be that precious, but I do, I do think, uh, you know whatever I do, I just want it to be inspired. I just mm. want my albums to be inspired. Mm. Like even if they're not where I'm going to be in a year from now, even if they're not who I was or even if they're not like I just want them to be like inspired in the moment that you know like the like the button, record button gets hit. I just want them I want them to move, you know? Yeah. Like I just want it to have energy. Like, I just, I don't know. I think that's just really, really important, you know, in an album. Right. Yeah, that's so, so beautiful.
0: And that comes through on White Noise, White Lines. Um, that's awesome. I, I do have a couple quick ones, if I could. No, go for it. You got sound check coming up right now, or do you know what time?
2: 5.30.
0: Okay, so we yes, got a few minutes. Good. All right, cool. Um, the When you're wearing the producer hat, I just find that oh. so interesting, like the creative headspace <laughs> of writing versus the creative headspace of producing, especially since you're producing your own record, or co-producing mm-hmm. at least. So, it, d- is that creative headspace different from you? Like, as you approach each one, are you thinking about it differently, or is it all kind of part and parcel of the same? Sort uh, well, you of know, voice? for
2: this for this record, I didn't um, really. I mean, I didn't ask for like a co-production credit actually until kind of like later after we were done. Like, we mm. kind of just went into it was very organic and you know dan dan nobler who um produced it with me i mean we you know he i mean he steered the ship as far as like you know i feel like it's always important to at least have that one like guiding light that helps you know kind of translate what the rest of us want i mean you know there has to be that kind of like forward direction i feel like or it's just like not gonna (laughs) you gotta know you have to have something to Somebody to like read yeah, in yeah. and like and but 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 you know but Dan really I mean, I guess like bottom line, I mean, all these things were, you know, it was it was my vision. You know, I mean he and, you know, Dan really helped me with my vision. I mean, he helped me get there. You know, he helped me explain things to the band. He helped he mm. was like our sixth member, you know. Of like, invisible you know, he was kind of like our Invisible, but very heard Yeah. member, you know, and, um, you know, things that I was feeling or hearing, he absolutely helped me translate those to like Nate, my drummer and, and, and everybody. And, um, you know, so I mean, and he, I mean, he obviously, he absolutely produced it. But, you know, in the end, I, I asked, you know, kind of for a critic, because I was like, you know, it was. I mean a lot of the stuff was, you know, they were my ideas. I mean, they were all of our ideas too. But I mean right. like you know, like Black Patch, like all that stuff. It was like I hear twin <laughs> Love fiddles. That like song. it was like it was like everything was, you know, so I mean hmm. um, I don't know. That's just me, you know. Um That's just me. We but I mean we both we definitely were both like at the helm, I think equally. Yeah. Are, so
0: are you writing, like that's beautiful. Are are you writing like um, in, when you're in the cabin at Kentucky Lake? Are you writing a skeleton basically of the song, and then you're taking it to the band, or are you pretty clear in your head what it's gonna look like or what it's gonna sound like?
2: You know, both. Uh, oh, some wow. some stuff I I immediately could hear stuff. Um, you know, songs like White Noise. I kind of actually wrote like three days before. I brought it in like right before we started tracking the record. Like I wrote that one last. Like I wrote it three days before we went into the studio. And mm. then the, like and then the album wow. ended up being called that.
0: Wow. But like That's pretty wild.
2: Yeah, but I mean, I just feel like it's always good to have a little room for like I mean, we we went in and rehearsed, you know, we had been playing three of the songs on the road for a while. Um, but then we re- reworked them in the studio. We'd been playing anyhow, Rayeal Barton, and uh, Runaway sometimes, like on the road. So that was nice because that was everyone was kind of still familiar with that. Right. And then we got into um, the studio together just for like three days and kind of had like a, you know, like a rehearsal, kind of like a co-production. I and mean, we just kind of like, basically, we just vibed out and jammed on like all the other stuff, just mm. so we like were not, you know. I just wanted everyone to be, and Dan did too. Uh, I just wanted everybody to be familiar. You know, with everything, um, and that, but that was like white noise. Like we kind of just figured that out. Like Mike, uh, my guitar player, kind of came up with you know the main like hook, the melody. You know the dun 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 dun. Uh-huh. Nah, nah. And you know, it kind of just—I don't know. I mean, we we've played together so much. I mean, that's my live band. You know, so I, I really think it was kind of just the chemistry was right and Mm. like I don't know I mean we're kind of like telepathic at this point so it's like that's
0: great how long has this band been with you?
2: um, you my longest uh, well beforehand uh, my pedal steel player Brett that's on the record he's been with me since like before the gold mine like uh, so I don't know that was like six years but uh, he plays with Casey Musgraves now but um Mm. But uh, but now in this band, uh, Alec, my bass player, he's been with me for probably like five to six years. Everybody else has been with me like three and a half or so. Mm. But as a unit, this band has been, it's been like three and a half years.
0: So I guess this is just totally self-serving because uh, I've seen you once and I saw you at a midday set at Gasparilla Music Festival in Tampa a few years ago. Oh, yeah so that probably would have been that, that same was band. band yeah yeah it was the
2: band that was on the record and and our god that was even i feel like it's even better now yeah that's awesome i'm <laughs> excited I mean? man. like i don't know i mean we don't have our steel player tonight at the show but uh that means she's four-piece, 30 minutes. Uh, I'm excited. and mean, you know. I can't wait.
0: I, I can't wait. This is going to be <laughs> but, such a great uh, night.
2: And we've been, you know, we, we had a little break for two weeks. We were on the road for three months and then had a break for two weeks. So oh, we'll, hopefully it won't be too much of, you know, destiny. I doubt the, you'll have
0: too much rest uh, in two weeks. Yeah, but weeks. sometimes, sometimes we're <gasps> just kind of like, whoa, what are we,
2: what are okay we doing this? Yeah, I know. It's just like, we've just had a break. You know, we've so, slept. We've so slept we for did. two weeks and ate turkey and...
0: Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, but, but anyway, I mean,
2: uh, to kind of circle back around to that, I do think it's I think it's important to have a little bit of danger. You know, you don't want to have too much suffocation room for those, I feel like, creating in the studio. You kind of want to have a little bit of – I think you want to be just enough prepared that you're not freaking out, but mm-hmm. then, like, you want to have a few tunes that are just kind of like, well, let's see. Yeah, like, Let's yeah. see what happens. Like, let's yeah. see. Like, cause sometimes, sometimes pressure like that can make people – some people like really create some some pretty mind-blowing stuff because you're just you were like I don't know it just came to me I mean think about all those muscle shows records yeah you know you hear about guys like Reggie Young just being like I don't know I just played the intro to Dusty Springfield it doesn't make a preacher man and you're like yeah that's how that happens that's so crazy
0: to me they just like the confidence in yourself too like just just to, to make something like that happen, you have you have to have put in the work ahead of time. You know, I mean, I, mm-hmm. I like, I I don't know how you could do it otherwise. There may be some just magical beings that, that don't have to do it, but I think that those kinds of things happen because you've been obsessed with it or because you've mm-hmm. really been putting in the work, and then the magic can happen. You can get there, Well, yeah, because you know? you've
2: done your homework. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I don't think it, you know, I definitely think it, there has to be at least a little bit of, like, a creative uh maturity I guess you know it's I, I mean I don't know I've spent I feel like I've spent a lot of times a lot of time like in my life kind of listening to like the records I loved and kind of like dissected mm. dissecting like why oh. I loved them oh you know interesting I mean? yeah so, like I don't know it kind of kind of want to do the same thing with my records. So.
0: That's so interesting. So did you grow up like you're listening to a record and learning the songs on it or just as just as a listener dissecting it?
2: Well, yeah, I mean, when I first started writing songs, I mean, I was actually technically maybe 9. Wow. We, have, we have proof of that, but wow. from what I remember, like real songs, like putting them to my guitar, uh-huh. like lyrics to my guitar plan was probably around 12 and yeah, um I say this a lot in interviews, but my very first song I ever wrote was, uh, it was basically a ripoff of All Along the Watchtower by Bob, <laughs> D- Bob Dylan.
1: <laughs>
2: but I mean, so many of my uh, peers have said that too, you know, like yeah. they, because when you're just, when you're figuring it out, I mean, I just, I think it's really important to learn other people's songs because you're just, I mean, how do you even know how to work your way around? Yeah. Like, I, you know, you gotta, I mean, eventually, obviously, too, you hope that you, you know, you want it you don't want to steal from anybody, you gotta, I mean, we're all stealing from each other, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> I just mean, like, <laughs> well, you know, I mean, everybody, ha- I mean, there is that sense of, you know, everyone's, everything's influenced by everything sure. else. But, you know, you hope that eventually, you know, it becomes your own. It's like something you can claim
0: Right. for your own. right
2: you know um you know your own voice I think finding your own voice in that is is uh is important you know and you can only kind of really do that from just just playing and playing and playing Yeah. um so yeah but when I first started writing songs I definitely learned learned other people's songs Mm. you know I learned like my favorite Beatles songs and like
0: yeah
2: you know Dylan I loved Bob Dylan I mean Neil Young you know learned a lot of John Prine songs yeah uh, John
0: Prine's sound checking right now everybody I don't know if you can hear that picking <laughs> up, but it's pretty fucking That's cool yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know yeah because we closed the door to the speaker but yeah yeah, yeah there are uh, it's sometimes too he doesn't uh he doesn't come to sound check but he's clearly here tonight. Cool. Yeah. he's clearly here yeah, yeah so
0: That's kind
2: of, that's pretty, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if any sense. I bet, that's I fun. bet they can hear it. Yeah. He's, uh, sound checking, knocking on your screen door from Tree of Forgiveness. Oh my goodness. All those listeners like about out there. N- so. Another
0: amazing record that came out this year.
2: Oh my God. You know, <laughs> and I love talking about songwriting processes. I love John's idea of, uh, I don't know, it's uh. falling, <laughs> of records cause, uh, you know, he'll always say, you know, when he puts out a record, he's like, I don't think of it as being like the best record I've ever done or whatever. He's like, I'm just, you know, I'm just making a John Prine record. Oh, yeah, wow. It's never like. That's a good thing I think lesson. that's really important, you know? It's just. Yeah. You know, he doesn't really ever care if it's like. uh, Well, I mean, you know, if it's like the. You know, because every fan's going to have their opinion. Right. Or whatever. Yeah, you know, and expectations. Think, yeah, I mean, that's. that's yeah, I think every fan's going to obviously have a favorite, and they're going to have an opinion on what's the best. And But, you know, that's the beauty of it. I mean, I think as an artist, it's just circling back around to my first point, I just think it's important that it just stays inspired. Yeah. If it stays inspired, you know, people may have, like, this opinion, that opinion, but if it stays inspired, it's still good.
0: That's awesome. You know,
2: in my opinion, it's still good. Like, yeah. Like, it's still good. If it's inspired, it's still good.
0: And that comes through. You can't fake that, Yeah. you know? No,
2: it's hard to fake. <laughs>
0: What has you, we, we usually finish up with what has you inspired at the moment? What art has you, what are you listening to uh, or reading or watching? Like art that's got you fired up at the moment.
2: Honestly, I um I feel inspired again in this moment. And I think a lot of it had to do with, uh, you know, you start the first of the year really inspired. And then I like worked really hard. And then, you know, at the end of like this three month run, I was kind of like, I just need to sleep for like a week. Uh, um, uh-huh. So now that I'm like kind of rested and we've had a little break on the road, you know, I'm feeling my my spirit come back. Mm-hmm. Uh, it always does. It just kind of gets a little downtrodden for a moment sometimes. Right. Um, but uh, I have been re-listening, uh, honestly, to all my favorite uh, Lucinda Williams records. Uh. I've been so like... Um, I kind of miss... I mean, I loved... I mean, obviously, like, World Worth That Tears and, like, Car Wheels and all those were, yeah. like, some, like, um, definitive albums for me. But um, we actually met at All The Best Fest, and mm-hmm. I was, like, I don't know. I'm just I'm just so inspired by her, it, especially at this point in her career, just, like, the way she keeps, you know, she just recorded a new record. I mean, she's mm-hmm. just, like, there's, like, nobody like her. Like, she's just been a... And she was such an influence on me too at a young age and you know, it's just awesome to uh it like re inspired me, you know, I think like meeting her and seeing her play and uh and meeting so many amazing songwriters uh there actually like Lori mckenna and mm. and all them and um
0: these are all all the best fest you're saying. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. yeah so I've been um I met Amy Lou there too and that was oh. awesome. That was amazing. Yeah. I was like total fangirled <laughs> But she was awesome. But um, Lucinda's great because we actually got to hang out a little bit. And she, like, knew wow. who I was, which, like, almost made me cry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So that being said, I started listening to just, like, you know, there's, like, these live at WXPN sessions uh, that she, that's on the, like, del- deluxe edition of Car Wheels. Oh, uh-huh. And, like, I just started listening to those and I was like, oh my God, like we can't even get off of them in the van. We're just like, so Wow like obsessed with these yeah, songs yeah, right yeah. now. Like even these, these livers and you're just like, you know, like joy, joy all oh those my God. like
0: she played joy when she was here with the truckers, uh, oh yeah, a few she months played ago. All
2: Best Fest. I mean, all those, all those songs, uh, Paniola and, yeah, and, uh, yeah. So that's, that's really, I think just like, like Lucinda has, inspired me so many times at different points in my life but i think just like her energy like That's that so that exciting. like uh she's just so free there's so much freedom yeah in that music you know mm-hmm. i mean how much freedom i mean how much liberation is in a phrase like you took my joy i don't want you anymore <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean i'm like there yeah. it is like yeah there it is. Yeah, need she say more? Yeah, <laughs> like it's like uh, when she
0: played that. She she yeah. opened she, or she played with the Truckers. They co-headlined, you know, and and uh, here in town. And when she played Joy, at, like my there's this guy in town, Stephen Rock, who's an amazing songwriter and wonderful dude. And it was one of those kind of shows where like everyone's reverently listening, you know, then joy came on and he just stood up and he's just kind of, he's losing his mind. He's like five rows back. And then about half the theater just kind of was like, I need to do the same. It was like, how do you, you're powerless against that song, yeah. right? If it's just going to take you, you <laughs> the know. spirit's going to take you.
2: That's really inspired me though. And, um, it was funny though. I just looked at like, you know how Spotify does that, like. Your top playlist of the past decade. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just really proud to announce that Ricky Skaggs has <laughs> made, has made everyone of my playlist from two thousand ten to two thousand twenty. Okay. Guys. Right. Um and and at least one John Anderson song. So honestly I'm oh. still I'm you know, my taste, I guess I'm the I'm the same ah. 10 years no change <laughs> well those aren't bad ones
0: at all to hold on to by any means no, John I mean, Anderson huh that's great Old habits John Anderson uh, I feel like comes die. up in these conversations fairly often oh, awesome. not outside of these conversations but on the podcast John Anderson's Good. come up a few times Good. Yeah.
2: he's he's one of my absolute favorites we do a, a John Anderson song in our set oh cool having hard times Really cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's a it's a kind of like a really early one. It's from yeah. the record, like his solo record. It's got yeah. like little little uh, clean shaven John and uh yeah, I mean John is perfect example of uh so many of my favorite singers, you know. It's like Ralph Stanley and even mm. Red Lynn and mm-hmm. you know, Keith Willey, John Anderson, people that have had like singular voices. Yeah. I mean, how would you mistake that voice for anybody, Seriously, right? I mean yeah. that's like and I love that. I mean it's so country. Yeah. I mean it's just like Yeah. Unapologetic country. Yeah. Um and really soulful too. It's just so good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, volume pedal voice. Yeah. It's always sounds like he's going, you know, like oh well. <laughs> But uh no, it's it's awesome yeah he's he's one of my faves that's awesome then that he comes up he's been one of my faves since i was like a little girl then, yeah you know? i mean that's just like
0: what was that record now you got me thinking about that it had a green cover it came out in the 90s there's a song on it called the band played on i don't know if you know that album i'm talking about i'm trying to think what the single was that was on country radio at that time
2: Of have john's record? Of john yeah a green record in the nineties. I think
0: it was green. The song was hmm. the song that all, that hit me because it was like because it made me think. I think that's about the time I realized I didn't realize it was anxiety. I just realized that I was feeling this thing that ain't right.
2: Um, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and, we do that. I'm, I mean, you know, I think most of us that are alive in the world struggle with I don't anxiety every other day. Yeah, maybe every day in some form um you know so don't feel so bad i don't feel bad i work on <laughs> yeah. it all the time oh man we all do
0: uh paradise was the name of the record oh, 96. Um, yes the, the song. Yes. plays on uh-huh
2: well the song paradise is a great it's not it's not the same paradise the same, as yeah. john's yeah, yeah yeah uh prines right John Price, <laughs> two different but well, uh,
0: that's the track list on there that's the ones that that's the record that maybe it wasn't green now that i'm
2: paradise so i was
0: 15 so i don't know
2: it's a good song
0: but it hit me at that time when like 15 is like when i'm starting to yeah. really discover you know uh-huh. musically my, awesome. like what i was into and i I'm, that song will play in my head sometimes because that the lyrics are basically like um uh the gist of the song is shit's gonna hit you and the band's gonna keep playing you know That's life life goes on definitely plays on <laughs> the band plays but on let me tell you And like, I had just gotten my my heart broken for the first time about that time Mm -hmm. the record came out and it just was such a, it was such soulless to me to be like, well, yeah, what are you going to do about it? The band plays on.
2: Wow. Well, his uh, Wild and Blue is one of his uh, favorite records of mine, personally. Mm. Um, uh, And I just came home to count the memories. That's probably two of my big John Anderson albums. That's great. Yeah, it's they're awesome. I mean, they're seventies. The in the seventies, seventies John.
0: Yeah, I need to go deeper. Yeah, I, seventies I John. Of older stuff. There's yeah.
2: a there's a seventies version of swinging that's on a wild and blue, and it's way cooler. <laughs> just saying, they're both really they're good. Both, yeah, I was just saying the, the version I know, you know is pretty damn cool. Drums are a little bit groovier. Yeah, yeah, guitar yeah. Guitar is not as like, you know out there yeah right it's it's just i don't know it's just fun it's funkier it's like slick okay yeah all right it's cool it's cooler to me but uh but yeah no love john anderson we love you john anderson (laughs) come on the show yeah
0: um awesome kelsey this was so much fun i'm so grateful for this um and i'm so excited to see you play tonight um i can't wait i'm just so grateful and so excited
2: Thank you so much. This was really fun. Good. I'm glad. Awesome. Awesome.
0: Thank you. Kelsey Walden, y'all, what an honor. The song you're hearing in this episode is Sunday's Children. Thank you so much, Kelsey, for your time and thoughtfulness. Thank all of you for listening. Go get Kelsey's records at KelseyWalden.com. They're all all fantastic. And the most recent one, as I mentioned before, is one of my favorites of the year. It's just top to bottom, so good. Uh, You can find all things Marinade at MarinadePodcast.com. Uh, Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook for regular updates about the show, rants about the Jacksonville Jaguars, and retweets of accounts that advance uh, mobility justice. Oh, also pictures of my adorable puppy, Nonsense. If you really like what we're doing, please consider joining our Patreon community for just a few bucks a month. You can get exclusive content like our Patreon only show, Jason's journey, where I dive deep into the process that leads to the marinade being published each week and also discuss moments that have shaped my creative life. We've got a lot of great things planned for 2020 and, uh, keeping updated on those things, uh, hopefully will pay off. All right, y'all it's time for what I'm getting down on the segment of the show where I talk about the art that is inspiring me at the moment. Um, I just watched uh, what I'm get, or, um, "Once Upon a Time in Hollywood," um, the Quentin, most recent Quentin Tarantino film that came out this past year with Leo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt, and just this ridiculously star-studded uh, cast. And I just thought it was wonderful. It's kind of a departure from some of his other stuff. Um, certainly, the homage to um, you know eras that he appreciates. Um, he's such a film fan that's all there but um, I don't know there's just something different about the pacing of it there's something different about the way he approached it and I just thought it was a masterpiece it's pretty long but it's worth the effort we also you know I've had I love vinyl and um, I've had this old record player with these old speakers and uh, really old rig 70s and 80s era rig that is just like requiring maintenance that I don't know how to do and so we've kind of been out without a record player for a while and uh, i got my partner chris um and me i guess a record player for christmas uh, so i've been revisiting records that i was crazy about or have been crazy about over the last few years but haven't gotten to listen to on vinyl so for example um rob malossan's uh pinkville just love that record and um and so I've been able to spin that quite a bit. Uh, all the Jason Isbell stuff, you know, of course, I've, I've listened to some of those records so many times that they're worn out, but um, I mean, physically worn out is what I mean. I never get tired of, of Isbell, of course. Uh, Austin Lucas's Immortal Americans, I've had, he's got this beautiful blue vinyl. I don't know if there's any copies left, but if there are, get you one um, from his website. But uh, I bought that record the first time I interviewed him back in, what, 2018? And I've just barely gotten a chance to listen to it because my record player has been out of commission. So that's been super fun to, to go back to Immortal Americans. Um, and then I've had a copy of John Coltrane's Blue Train, the, the record that got me into jazz. And I don't talk about jazz a ton on this show, but I love it. So that's been super fun to listen to. Just all these records that I've had for a while but haven't had an opportunity to, to truly enjoy. And then finally, the other thing I wanted to talk about is I just recorded a bonus episode with Tom Meekle who uh, he's a canadian artist who records as map of m-a-p-p-e of Um, map of's record the isle of island has been on heavy rotation in my headphones lately he created this whole fictional world complete with accompanying artwork um there's a mood to it that uh, and a vibe to it that um that allows you to kind of get lost in it and and project whatever you need onto it it's just beautiful And so I'm super excited for y'all to hear this episode. It will uh, come your way on January 12th. So that'd be when this is coming out on a Sunday, uh, a week from the day that this comes out, that bonus episode will come out. Y'all, thank you so much for listening. Until next time, go out and create something.